Before we get started with this next episode, I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone that has listened, everyone that has reached out with the kind words and comments. I am so grateful (laughs) that you guys are showing so much support, and I've heard that this is a podcast that is needed, and I'm really looking forward to just helping share these things because I truly, truly do think that they can change your life, but... I totally messed up and left like 30 seconds of just dead silence in the very beginning of the first episode. Uh, You guys are learning with me. And even though we made it through that, we still had 125 downloads in the first two days. And apparently in the podcasting world, that's really good. And it puts us in the top 50% of podcasts based on the timing of the downloads. So that's super exciting. Like I'm very excited for that. And you guys are helping do that. So thank you. And thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing this episode or sharing this podcast, sharing the show. I need to get the language down yet. But uh, I just I just thank you for for being here. So as we're going into episode two, I gave you a little bit of a teaser at the end of the last episode. So I wanted to share the one like must have thing in your life to get your life organized. And I truly believe it's that important. This like one key practice can help you reduce stress, get you more organized, help you make time for what matters most. And it can be completely customized to what your life needs. So you can have mental clarity and prioritize your time and stop drowning in errands because that's what we all want to do. And it sounds too good to be true, but I promise you it really can make that much of a difference. So can you guess what it is? Are you ready to stop the chaos, the stress, the overwhelm that's filling your life? I'm Renee Matt, and together you and I are going to build simple routines that are going to change your life. When you put these habits into practice, you're going to be able to organize your life in a way where you can be there for your family, pay off your debt, save money, your house can stay organized, you don't have to stress about what's for dinner, and you still get time for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Routine Advantage Podcast. You don't have to worry. I'm not going to keep you in suspense, but in my opinion, so this is my personal opinion, but in my opinion, the number one thing you need is a morning routine. And before you say, well, that's dumb, (laughs) just hear me out. Imagine this scenario and really like picture it and think about if you've had any days like this and how you've felt in a day like this and just how it goes. So here we go. Here is an imaginary scenario that maybe you've lived out one day. You're in bed, you're sleeping soundly, your alarm starts blasting. You roll over and hit the snooze button. You know you gave yourself enough time, so you leave it on snooze and you go back to sleep. It then goes off again a few minutes later, and now you feel even more tired. The bed is comfy, it's warm, you're curled up in your blankets, your eyelids are so heavy. You decide that if you snooze just one more time, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Finally, when the alarm goes off a third, maybe even a fourth time, you drag yourself out of bed and you swear that you are more tired today than you've been in a long time. You go to brush your teeth with your eyes still half-closed 
You shuffle into the kitchen, squinting when the lights come on because they're so bright, and you make a beeline to the coffee maker. You're in a hurry because you lost the extra time to get ready, but you also feel like you're moving so slow because your body's exhausted. You start to get ready, and of course, this is the day that the bad hair day comes in. So you get it done, you rush through your makeup, and you think there's no hope for the bags under your eyes. You hurry to the closet to find something to wear, and you try on several outfits. Nothing fits right. You think about wearing your favorite old jeans, but then you realize that they're in the pile of dirty laundry that you still need to get to. You give up. You wear the last outfit you tried on, but now you're out of breath, a little sweaty, and your hair is messy from trying on all the different tops. And now you're also five minutes late. You rush to grab your last minute items. You realize you have nothing for lunch and your stomach is growling because you also forgot to eat breakfast and you ran out of time. So your day continues. You get one thing after another thrown at you and you have no time to waste because you are constantly trying to keep up with everything that's coming at you. And if you stop, everything is going to unravel. You finally get done with your day. You come home, you're staring at the fridge, you're wondering what to do for dinner, and now you're incredibly hungry, you're irritable, you're exhausted, you have no energy to do anything else, and you order a pizza and watch TV for the rest of the evening. Until you stay up way too late, you go to bed, and you start the whole thing all over again the next morning. You might think your circumstances are different. You work from home, you're a stay-at-home mom, you have a family that needs you in the middle of all of this, or you're maybe busy in the evenings and you don't have evenings at home. It doesn't really matter. The most important part of this is how you start it. It's your morning routine. It's not hitting your snooze button. So years ago, um, I realized how much better I felt when I wouldn't hit snooze. And then I actually recently heard that neuroscientists have done studies that hitting the snooze button actually makes you feel worse because it disrupts your restorative sleep state. So unless you have like another three hours to sleep in to get back into that REM or REM sleep state you're going to feel worse. So not only will you feel pretty crappy throughout the day, the disruption can also increase your heart rate and your blood pressure. So I'd say that's a pretty good reason to try a morning routine, even if you say you're not a morning person. And I'm going to tell you right now that it's probably not going to be easy to implement at first, but give it a solid like two to three weeks, four weeks if you can, and just see how you feel. Test things out and see how it goes. And notice the differences between when you didn't have a morning routine versus when you do have a morning routine. And I don't want to tell you how you need to spend your morning because that will vary based on the season of life you're in. And there's so many different factors that play into that. So you have to start with one routine and then tweak it from there. So try something and do it consistently for at least a few days, if not a week or two, and then tweak something if something isn't working right. And then eventually over time, you will start to make the changes and the shifts so that you build your perfect routine for you. And then when your life changes, you can always adjust. I've had several different consistent morning routines and then things just kind of have to be 
tweaked a little bit based on what changes in our life. Uh, but I still have my routine and then I just adjust it as necessary. So I don't want to tell you what you need to do in your routine, but I will give you some ideas. So like I said, the season of life you're in will change. So don't be scared to change your morning routine. But some things that I would suggest not doing are working right away when you get up. Uh, If you have the tendency to start looking at emails or checking work messages or even picking up your phone and looking at social media, when you commit to your morning routine, please, please, please commit to putting your phone aside and staying off your phone through this whole process. For some of you, that may be easy and you might be like, well, that's not an issue. I don't have an issue being on my phone. But the majority of us, we are spending so many hours on our phone. And even the habit of setting your phone aside and not looking at anything, like no texts, no emails, no social, doing that in the morning and setting your phone aside and not opening all of those apps can be really, really hard. When I first started this practice, I kept finding myself like reaching for my phone and I wasn't even intending to do anything on my phone. I was just that addicted to opening it up and just opening the screen, not even intending to look at anything. It was just out of habit and that was a really bad habit I wanted to break. So that is my advice to not work and not look at your phone during this morning routine. This is you time. This is just for you before anybody else in the house gets up. The house is quiet. I even do this before my dog gets up (laughs) because I just want silence. Um, and I get choose to get up earlier. I want a solid two hours before the house wakes, (laughs) not because I don't love them, but because that is what is important to me. And I value this routine so much. When I first started, it was like 15 minutes and then it was like a 30 minute, uh, break between me getting up and everybody else getting up. I keep saying everybody else. It's my husband and the dog, (laughs) but it's still the house. So anyway, let's go into uh, some of the tips that I have for you and when you're trying to build your own routine. The first thing is the night before, know what you're planning to do for your routine. So have a plan in place and then also choose what time you're going to get up and stick to it. Don't set your alarm for 30 minutes before you're planning on getting up. Remember, we're not snoozing the button anymore. Don't snooze your alarm. (laughs) Biggest tip, do not snooze. So choose the time you're getting up. And as soon as that alarm goes off, you need to jump out of bed and get out of your room. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be tired. But get up, get out of your room and go straight to the bathroom and splash your face with water. Cool water if you can. Brush your teeth, drink a big glass of water. You want to feel refreshed. You're still going to feel tired. I'm not going to lie. But the more you do this, the quicker you snap out of it and the better you feel. So once you get all of that done, then I would suggest going and doing something to move your body or to stretch or to relax Uh, I have done lots of different things. You could work out if that's your thing in the morning. You could do some stretches. You could go for a walk outside. It's really early and there's no traffic and it's just 
lovely. <laughs> but uh, you can also do something that I really like adding to my routine, which is called legs up the wall. And if you've never done it, it is so relaxing and it literally takes you five minutes. You just get on the floor, you scoot your butt all the way against the wall, and then you spin onto your back and you just put your legs up against the wall with your feet towards the ceiling. It's literally legs up the wall. And what it does is it helps uh, your blood flow from your feet and so that your heart's not working so hard to get your, <laughs> your, your blood running from your feet all the way back up to your heart. So it's better for your heart and starts the lymphatic drainage. And when you start doing this every morning, if you skip it, your feet feel so heavy and swollen. Like it's something that you will just feel rejuvenated and it just takes five minutes in the morning. If you have 10 minutes, go ahead and lay there for 10 minutes, but just take five minutes and do that. A lot of times I'm listening to a, uh, podcast just for that amount of time. That's the only reason I have my phone out during that time is I've been doing the catechism in a year um, and I was doing the Bible in a year before that. But if you, if it's something with mental clarity like that, maybe it's a journaling app or a devotional, whatever you want to listen to, or just do silence, like that's okay too. So once you do something with movement, then I would suggest doing something that clears your head. And the reason I say to do the movement first is because it gives you more uh, energy <laughs> when you do the movement and then do the quiet time to clear your head. So I like getting a hot beverage. I'm a coffee drinker, so I like making my coffee and I make it really nice with the frothy uh like cream in there and it is so delicious and when it's like a crisp early morning you guys I'm telling you it is the best thing ever so get your hot beverage and then you can sit down and do something that clears your mind and something quiet you can do a bible study if you are religious you can pray uh, you can also do a journal um, I've never been a big journaler, but the last few months I have been journaling and it is amazing the difference it makes. Even if you think it's stupid, just like time yourself for five minutes and make yourself start writing. You can journal anything. You can write down any of your thoughts. You, if you're really stuck, you can, you know, research some journal prompts ahead of time so you know what you're writing and then you aren't kind of lost in the morning. Or just go sit on your porch and drink your coffee and listen to the birds. Like, whatever you want to do, just do something that is calming. And then you also want to review your day so that you know your plan. You know what you're going into. Your day could go really well or it could be an absolute chaotic mess, but it's not going to matter as much because you've already had your morning to kind of like center yourself and have that me time that even if your day is completely messed up, it's not as bad as if you're starting your day frantic and in a rush and all those things. So look at your day ahead of time. Know where you need to be, what you're going to be doing that day. 
Look at what you're doing for dinner even. If you don't plan out your meals, I'm going to have an episode later on that. I have lots of tips for meal planning, but when you are looking at your day and your dinner plans for that evening, take a take notice of if you need to pull anything out of the freezer. Is there meat in the freezer that you need to grab so that it can thaw? Do you have all the ingredients that you need? You want to have that prepared so that when your day ends, especially if it doesn't go well, you aren't going to be staring at the fridge wondering what to do because you've already got a plan and you can just snap right to it. You can get it done so that you have your evening uh, as planned. So that is uh, a summary of some of my tips for building your morning routine. When you start this process, you will be amazed how you feel when you give yourself this time in the morning. It might sound rough, (laughs) but I really, really want you to take it seriously and just try it. Because once you start it, you will probably find yourself craving it. And even if the rest of your day goes horribly wrong, you've already prioritized yourself so that you have more energy to start showing up with for everyone else when you get pulled in all these different directions because that's inevitably what happens. So we all know that our days are sometimes not our own. (laughs) And when you do this, it is your own right away in the morning before anybody else gets up. So a quick recap of those ideas for you. The night before, have a plan and choose the time you're going to get up and stick to it. Stay off your phone until your routine is over. Right when you get up, get out of your room, splash your face with water, brush your teeth, drink a big glass of water, anything to feel refreshed, and then stretch or move your body, go for a walk, do something like that. Grab a hot beverage and do a practice that helps you clear your head. Then review your day, know what you're doing, where you need to be, what you're doing for meals and dinner, and then you can be prepared for the day ahead and you're ready to tackle the day. When you do try this, I would love to know how you feel, if it's horrible in the beginning or if it's refreshing and you can feel already the changes that this could make for you. I would love to hear about it. So please feel free to email me at theroutineadvantagepodcast at gmail.com and please tell me about it. I would love to hear your stories. So if there's anything specific you hope I cover next, please let me know that too. I have a lot of ideas and tips coming at you later. But for now, thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode. Did you love that episode or learn something useful? If so, would you do me a huge favor? My goal is to grow this podcast and help as many women as I can break free from the overwhelm so they can truly enjoy their life. The best way for me to do this is for you to leave a five-star written review on your podcast app and to share this episode with a friend or in your Instagram stories. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.